Okay, the Wednesday edition of Training Issues is right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. My name is Jude in Nobime, and uh, it is good to be back here on Training Issues uh, right here once again. And I've got Esigon in the building with me. Good morning, Esigon. Greetings. Yeah, greetings, greetings, greetings from the Radio Dam. Okay, so um, we are actually going to be starting off with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be starting off with Ondo State. Now, we um, heard that the food vendors that actually got engaged by the Federal Ministry of Humanitarian Affairs, Disaster Management and Social Development for Homegrown Feeding Program in Ondo State, um, they're having this uh, back and forth issue with the uh, state government right now, that's the Ondo state government and according to what they are saying, they are saying that they are being shortchanged, uh, that they are not getting the due finances that they should be getting in order to feed uh, school pupils right now, uh, while the state governments, they are saying that the vendors they are actually plain funny and that they are, that it sometimes inflates the numbers of pupils they feed and this whole back and forth thing, we really don't know who is telling the truth right now because the state governments are saying that they would somewhat carry out, um, I think, um, a census to know the actual number of students that the vendors actually feed in schools right now. Esigon. Even if I want to start from the statement you just made, like, how does that, how does that make sense? Like, you're, in other words, saying that um, you do not one not the number of students that you have two the contract you send with the vendors is not detailed enough three you don't have a mechanism to check delivery uh, you know i these are things that are supposed to be there but for you to come and say that this is you know yeah we're having back and forth you get uh, okay. between the state government and the, 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 vendors. the vendors on a federal government funded project now which is one thing that is even befuddling for a lot of us uh, and I, I believe I speak for a lot of people in this in this uh, particular regard uh, you call it homegrown but then is the federal government that is fronting it uh, according to the federal government according to research 1.8 billion naira has been spent Charlie. on school feeding project i mean project in ondo state alone in the, yeah alone in the past three years and when you look at that figure and you look at okay how many schools we don't have details as to how many schools are being fed how many students in each school you know everything is just in um in in shrouded in darkness shrouded in mystery we the one that we just hear is the billions and then when it appears as if some people are feeling disappointed or feeling disheartened, maybe by the sharing formula or something, then we get this fracas that is currently ongoing. And we have this back and forth. We have the vendors saying people are changing us. Then we have the government. I don't want to believe that that statement is true on the part of the government because if the, if the government is actually, the government is making those claims against the vendors, mm-hmm. then it shows that um, there's, there's in a lot of hanky-panky going on in the structure because I would expect normally that the ethos of project management would have been put into place. True. That means you actually find and determine your scope, uh-huh. determine exactly the intervention you want to do, uh-huh. determine your MOIs, that is your modes of verification uh-huh. and everything, you know, your 
um, evaluation, uh-huh. you know, evaluation system, uh-huh. uh, you know, everything that has to do with project management. You know, the circle, that project management circle, because you you expect that any minister that's in charge should be abreast of all these issues and know so. Having this statement thrown at us and having this clash uh, is is um, strange for some of us. And then, you know, we we're trying to have a conversation around the veracity, for instance, of um, whether they're actually feeding students. If if anyone, uh, maybe I've come across any student that said that he was fed in schools and personally I have not. That's that's the truth. Uh-huh. So, but uh, there may be some people that may uh, have their kids. I mean, their kids in public schools that have been fed. You get uh, well. That would be awesome. Uh, of greater concern to me is uh, uh, we had a working arrangement, for instance, of school buses that was actually aiding uh, students, and we could see that mm-hmm. when we had the school buses, mm-hmm. we all everybody could see it. Oh yeah. Now that it is missing, now that we no longer see it, we can all see it. Oh, yeah? You, you, you that get... Missing. That it is missing. That is missing. That is no longer there. That uh, there was a time when we had this, and now we have it no more. No explanation. Yeah, okay, no problem. We move on. I mean, that's how life is. Things just change like that, and no explanation. Good, we move. But then, back and forth of our school feeding, that none of us in that number can verify. <laughs> you get my point? Mm-hmm. You know... If you if you if you go on the street now and pick ten people at random, at least to on the safe side, I could categorically say that about eight or thereabouts will say that ah they actually witnessed the bus transit for students. They saw it and now they no longer see it. But let me took the I mean let me take the same uh, random sampling and ask them that oh you've been hearing about school feeding. Uh, uh, so, what's your experience about it? You are most likely going to find out that about 9.9% will tell you that what well, they just hear about it, but they have never seen anyone or seen any child that said, except for the times when we do it for the optics, okay. you know, when we have either the vice president visits and then they arrange in a classroom and they take pictures, you know, of them eating together. Mm-hmm. Barring that, no other evidence for some of us, you know, to actually... Uh, verify and say that yes, this is what is happening. So it's um, for me, everything is shrouded in a mystery that is very, very interesting. And on a good day, I'm not supposed to be really, really interested in it. But because one, the issues there are plenty, the federal government is one that is funding it, it is not from the state. You get and they call it homegrown, and then the the corruption that is scattering the whole thing as usual the civil service coming into play i mean doing their thing mm. ah, it's, it's business as usual it is nigeria it's on those states so we keep moving all right we've got skywalker in the building good morning well good morning all right still on this matter right now our principals actually um stated some things in this report saying that uh, sometimes when the vendors actually fail to uh, provide food for the pupils right now and then they get to be asked why uh, why didn't you uh, provide the needful and then they will tell them that they did not get any funding from the government and then reaching out to the government uh, they don't seem to be uh, they don't seem to get any explanation or to ever why um, that issue uh, gets to you know happen but they went further to say that um, uh, something is actually uh, fishing between the two parties right now involved that the vendors and the government what say you about this well first of all let me just uh, register my 
disapproval of the pro the program itself. I've never supported that program uh, from, from the get-go because for me, that's not uh, the biting uh, problem that Nigerians are going through. Because again, uh, it's it's it, it, the program itself is a lofty one. If you have been able to attain some level of development, if you have been able to provide some uh, you know opportunities for parents to feed their children, usually programs like this are put in place to help those who are you know uh, not so. Uh, it's for the vulnerable in the society. And again, it's supposed to help in school enrollment. Mm -hmm. So programs like this may make some sense in some states where we have almageries mm -hmm. all over the place looking for something to eat mm -hmm. instead of being in class. So if you introduce such, you know, a policy or a program in those places, there's every likelihood that you get a positive response, you know, uh, especially in those areas. But for places like the Southwest that ordinarily parents encourage, you know, their kids to go to school or parents put their kids in school, mm -hmm. we don't have as much as that uh, out-of-school out children school problem children. Yeah. that yeah. is, you know, in, in, in the northern part of mm -hmm. the country. Mm -hmm. So, but is feeding children a good idea in school? Yes, it is. Some schools in those places that we always make reference to, some schools do this. I mean, they do it. They feed the kids in the afternoon. You get me? Mm -hmm. But for now, priorities, uh, uh, our priority is that we, we need to, first of all, address issues surrounding people living poverty. You cannot uh, say that, okay, you are poor. The best thing I can do to help you is to feed your children once a day. That does not help my present situation. It doesn't solve the poverty that is, you know, endemic in the society. It only alleviates or gives you a false sense of, uh, you know, that government is doing something mm. to help your situation. But it's actually not addressing that poverty that is that is the root cause of you thinking you want to feed my children because if i feed them at home mm -hmm. and i have what it takes to feed them, them in the afternoon i don't need you to help me feed them uh -huh. you understand what i'm saying oh, yeah. so uh, the feeding program is it going i'm, I'm is saying he has not seen any i i know some some people who have been fed hearing on those states hearing on those states oh cool i well, know so I there are schools who have you know done it some uh did it partly because they got just some classes they could not feed everybody okay some you know classes were fed some were not and then some were fed twice or three times some were fed more than that so the program itself is haphazard let's then give them the benefit of doubt that okay the program has started they want to do it but from the get-go they have failed in putting in place a structure that would ensure that the program itself, you know, achieves the desires that uh, the government wants it to achieve. Because if you are looking at the problem of uh, biometrics, you are looking at the problem of uh, vendors coming to complain that they don't, they, they have not received anything. It's because you don't have a good structure in place.
if you have a good structure in place where you know exactly how to you know from from the point money is disbursed to the point where the food itself is on the table of of the students it's easy for you to just punch the numbers or look at the whole you know database that you have and then make some certain pronounce, pronouncement but for a program that has started uh, two three four years ago and we want to start doing biometrics now <laughs> then you know that there's there's a problem you know that we, we have just simply you know opened the door for some people to to steal money and then uh you know still more money I, I, well still more money and then just wastes resources that should ordinarily go into how to really genuinely you know remove our people from from poverty if we are able to remove a majority of nigerians from poverty all right you don't need school feeding in the after what do you want to do with that because you have what it takes to feed your kids. Now, Skywalker, the, the feeding project, does it have to go through the state government? Uh, that's, that's the funding. Ordinarily, right? that's what's supposed to be. That's, that's how it's... Because, again, the primary schools are not in the purview of the federal government. The primary school is in the purview of the state government. So if you're coming to feed pupils in my state as the governor of the state how do you want to do it if you don't collaborate with me so initially some states just rejected the idea completely because they didn't see any sense in it at all but when they also then realized that oh lajis comes in through this method everybody now started opening their doors to to, you you understand me (laughs) The other parts where they were talking about agriculture and uh, that is going to help in agriculture is going to help in in in, in poultry farming in, and in all which that. Place? I said it it if we if we are able to get our people to a level where they can afford to buy you know eggs, you get me. Mm-hmm. We, we then automatically that would also help. Uh-huh. The agri the agri sector and those who are into poultry farming and all that mm-hmm. because uh, most times when they come with this you know wishy washy kind of uh, you know ideas and policies people just want to take it line hook and sinker because they feel that at least they are doing something to help you know the situation well, but the truth is that what it. they are just simply doing is giving you fish instead of teaching you how to fish how to fish it's a so if Forest. if you are able to get well, that's me debating the policy in its essence because okay. I really don't see any sense whatsoever, you know, in, in, in having a policy like that. If at the end of the day, you're not even going to put in the necessary structures, the necessary, you know. As in the uh, basics. I mean, those are the things that should ordinarily have gone into that kind of a policy before you even come out to do some pronouncements. You have to close in the gaps. You mm-hmm. have to look at, you know, the loopholes. How do you, how do you prevent how to monitor, people? How to evaluate Good. to ensure that deliverables are delivered. Project when due, management, at the quality level, 101. You know, scope, <laughs> you know, scale, that's it. everything. But so, <laughs> at the end of it all, you don't have all those in place. And that's why you find some vendors who come and tell you. Because if you know the massive corruption, that, especially at the very beginning, uh-huh. the massive corruption that went into that that policy, you will you, you, you'll be, okay, See the 1.8 billion they said they have spent on, 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 yes. on. Imagine if you had taken just that money, split it, just to renovate, schools. select some major schools in Ondo State, mm-hmm. go there, use that money to renovate them and put them to to a standard. That would be better. That would give you value. What we are doing at the moment, there is no value in it. 
because before the government came with this policy, people were feeding their children. Ah, well, now it's were they not feeding now them? It's becoming more difficult for them to feed you understand me? and their children. <laughs> so, if you then make it by saying that okay, let's feed your, your child once, then what happens to, to the other mealtime? Is the government still going to f- provide? You know, food for them. Is it not the parents that would eventually still provide, you know, food? So All the right. policy itself for me, as as much as it is a good idea, if we ha- have, you know, uh, gone to a level where we, we our people have been emancipated from this poverty. poverty that yeah. I, I have said it severally. Just out of the 200 million, see how you can just, you know, put like a 100 million to right. at least some some degree. That, that like, creates the middle class. Let's increase the population of people who are in the middle class. Mm-hmm. Are there mm-hmm. Because class? yes, there are some people in the middle class. Oh, okay. So at least <laughs> let's let's increase the population of those who are at the middle class. I will come uh-huh. and meet you after. Once you put put more people in the middle <laughs> level, uh-huh. that stimulates the economy. People are able to buy stuffs. People are able to you know do a lot of things. That would also you know engender development and 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 uh, and growth of the of, of the country. But but he, with this wishy-washy kind of let's throw money there because some people would benefit from it is what I do. the same thing with the trader money the same thing you know Adding all those money, things they just money, throw money, away money, money people money, collect money, it and money, then it's money, not like you are strategic you know in putting it somewhere that would further engender more money that like would, would engender growth of the economy then of course that would give you more money but we are just throwing money away and and people are just collecting it and you know putting it in their pockets and it's just so sad and then if you if you then look at it closely you find out that look deeply one crony is there because some vendors have said that before now they were the ones selling food in in some of those you know schools schools, some of them were not even carried along some of them were just thrown away because one politician's wife or one knows some no they collect those contracts and sublet them and the people who really are even doing the cooking are not getting the money so it's it's for me it's just uh, just throw away money if they come and tell you how much they have spent on this school school feeding thing you know, per school. All, all, all since it started, mm-hmm. you know, in the country, mm-hmm. you'll be, you'll be shocked. All right, moving on now, and uh, taking a look at uh, this uh, statement from Asu right now, complaining that the that universities they are yet to get the thirty billionaire revitalization fund. Uh, almost two weeks after the federal government promised that the fund would be disbursed, and uh, based on what we are seeing, uh, various ministries involved, they are pushing. Uh, the delay on one another. We heard from the Ministry of Education saying that it is um, they are not the ones behind the delay uh, complaining about the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Financing that CBN, they are the ones that um, are yet to, you know, do the necessary clearance for the monies to be released to universities right now. What are you going on this? Uh, well, uh there's nothing new that I'm going to say that I've not said before. Um, we, we can see what we have subjected ourselves to over the years. We are now seeing the true meaning of uh, the bureaucratic red tape. Uh, the fact that, um, yeah, sometimes the politicians, they know how the game is played. And then the civil servants should know how the game is played. Um, as long as the issue does not directly benefit them, uh, they have a way of ensuring that there's a clog uh, 
to things. You see now, the federal government would have come and said in their own mind that, yeah, we have actually said this, and on paper it has been disbursed. But then you find out that uh, files still need to move from place to place. And sometimes some of these files could get hooked up in a particular place for long. Yeah, it, it could get hooked up, you know, for long. And uh, <laughs> and we wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and we take another round of... Uh, so uh, the, the, the best I can do at this point in time is to just appeal to anyone who still has a conscience that is either a politician or a civil servant to please... We should be tired of this. We really should be tired of this because we may think that we are doing some sort of people, but ultimately it falls back on everybody. If this nation is totally a mess, then everybody will be affected in one way or the other. At the point in time when the U.S. still had a strong presence in Afghanistan, and you would expect that the Afghanistan troops will have been steeled enough and strengthened enough to take matters in their hands and take their destiny in their hands and all that, you know. But now that the U.S. has left, you now see that, ah, uh-uh, what is happening? Because uh, the time one was supposed to decide that, see, if I, U.S., we should go and leave us to settle this matter on our, I mean, by ourselves. Thank you. That didn't happen. And we're, we're getting to that point, you know, gradually where... Everyone is, is not going to be affected. You are now seeing that they are doing uh, evacuations of certain set of people just because of the status quo. How many people are they going to evacuate in Nigeria? We are over 200 million. Uh, we, need to, we need to actually take cognizance of that, that we are over 200 million. Africa will not be able to bear the brunt of mass evacuation. You understand? And no even no nation will be able to bear that brunt per se. So we should look home and decide to uh, try, you know, to talk to ourselves and put an end to all this uh, back and forth that we are doing. All right, we have Saki in the building this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, the the Minister of Labour and Employment, Chris Ngiye, actually stated that uh, part of the reasons why the, there is this delay in the disbursement of this fund is that they have not concluded the audit reports for previous uh, monies released out. That That is why uh, it is uh, difficult for the CBN at the moment to start disbursement of payments um, as it stands. Uh, do you think this excuse is uh, good enough? I think I think Asigon uh, is not fully Nigerian, so maybe he's, he's expecting partly Ghanaian and Afghanistan. Ghanian, that's the problem he has ah, thank because fires takes time to move. There's gridlock if you've been to Lagos, <laughs> <laughs> and so there's gridlock from table to table. People will go on course, you know, normal people will go on course, and if they the officer who's supposed to treat the file goes on course. We have to wait. We 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 realize what happened recently where a judge went on course for the bail of he goes uh, guys. Mm-hmm. He went on course on the day the bail uh, requirement was made. The man went on course for two three weeks, and we have to wait for him. That's how Nigeria is. There's some great law, and actually, it's for the overall uh, improvement of the nation. For the auditing now, it's, 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 it's necessary because you can't, if you spend money or if you take money out, you must account for it. So, and it takes time. And this is August, and I think it should be a good thing for development if. In 2021, maybe we are we are doing the auditing of what we are spending in 2020 in August. 
I think it will help us to further, uh, you know, work on the new one. By this, by the time this one gets to where it's supposed to get, okay. it will have been by December 2021. <laughs> then we we'll do the audit by November. Is the way? Is the Nigerian way? Let's just take it like that. It's the Nigerian. All right, Skywalker. <laughs> Well, whatever excuse that the CBN or the minister or whoever, whatever excuse they are putting out there today, I think should have come before the threat uh, oh. by ASU to, to go on strike. Mm. Yes, because yes. that would have been meaningful. Mm. That would have been understandable. But we all know that if by Tuesday, next week, <laughs> if nothing is done, there's every likelihood that by Wednesday, a strike action by the, you know, mm. academic staff union of universities would begin, or the process for calling, you know, a strike would begin in most universities. And don't forget that again, what they had done in 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 and most times what they do is to suspend, and that suspension in itself gives them an opportunity to decide to go back, you know, when. Uh, anytime they feel yeah. uh, there's a need they to need go to, back yeah. or on strike, so it's no, yeah, it was not. It was suspended, so <laughs> it's it's easy for them to just put in the machineries and then, of course, declare a strike action. Uh, those excuses are, of course, peculiar to us here in Nigeria, but for monies that have been disbursed months ago. You would have expected that by now, in August, that they would have audited whatever they needed, you know. Uh, and then, of course, don't forget that in I- the initial arrangement was that this money was supposed to have been paid, not even not not, not now, not in August. Uh-huh. So, so back in January. So what? What then did the government do? Why waste a lot of time? Uh-huh. You know, not doing the needful. Uh-huh. And why? Why do we always want this? You know, this uh, fire brigade approach kind of uh, you know situation. But I hope that they are able to convince the lecturers that look we are actually doing something not again you know allowing them to play politics because again the gimmicks are all there these are some of the the things that government will do uh, and then of course you know my my man uh, 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 uh you know dr ingege mm-hmm. chris ingege he's he's good at he's good at you know stuff like this and and you see again the way he's going about you know th- this this particular issue, mm-hmm. B- but again you cannot also blame him because like I always say sometimes even when as labor minister you negotiate with lecturers, it is not the money is not is not in your custody. Sure, the money is in in, in the Ministry of Finance. And then again, the Minister of Finance will not also release the money without carrying the Accountant General or the Auditor the General. general. Or, so you see that yeah. the process itself sometimes can be a lot more cumbersome. But that's why most times when these conversations are held, those people are also represented True. on the table. True. So I feel that government needs to do whatever they need to do to get you know what this money is at least release this this 30 billion since it's available let's find a way to do whatever thing we need to do is the civil service we know if we if they want to collect money and they know how to make it very fast Uh it's like in the university system too there are some certain people you they want to collect money some other people would have to wait months you understand me so Uh it has become a, a a trend everywhere now in the country you know, people just fight for their own allowances and those that, that gets to them. So, and, and then, you know, the system is all just upside down. But whatever it is, let, let's find a way to, you know, uh, the doctors are there making their own case. The lecturers are there making their own case. So, 
I don't know how the Minister of uh, Labour and Employment will be able to combine this whole thing. But for me, uh, that of lecturers is important. We, atten- we don't want to do another 10 months. We don't want to do another one month. Some of these students have just finished exams. They've just been given a week or two weeks break. Mm-hmm. They want to come back and mm-hmm. make up for whatever time that had been, you know, uh, uh, wasted oh, yeah? last year. So let's not go back to those dark, you know, uh, let's not go back to the doldrums. It's just uh, very pathetic that some of these excuses are coming up at the moment when we should be talking about sharing formula in most of those uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, talking about uh, sharing formula right now, the FG actually, uh, through TED Fund, announced that the sum of 292.6 billion naira would be going out to universities, polytechnics, and colleges of education uh, to fund various projects uh, in those institutions. And based on what they are saying, geopolitical zones uh, would be picked uh, as beneficiaries of some of these funds. And just like what what we are saying uh, with uh, the revitalization fund, they are also saying that those that uh, they have the criteria, they have what it takes to uh, get the funding would be selected amongst these institutions. So uh, should we say kudos to TET Fund right now? Well, we must commend TET Funds because, again, they, they have shown that if they have more money, they will do a lot more. Oh, yeah. And again, of course, when you look at uh, how TET Fund in itself came to you know, existence is because of struggles by, you know, uh, academic staff unions and, uh, you know, other uh, related uh, academic bodies, you know. So you you can then see that if we are actually serious about education, we should be seeing more money go into education. And that way, because, again, you go to any tertiary university, I mean, institution in Nigeria today, There is no way you're not going to see one TED fund or one yeah. one uh, needs assessment or one, you know, something. Mm-hmm. Because those are the channels that, you know, and that's why when you talk of structure, you have a good structure. One of the things that has helped TED funds today is because there's a very good, very you know, good structure, structure in place. Yeah. It's not like it is perfect. Uh-huh. There's a need for us to review some of those things because, again, you, you'll find out that universities sometimes... You know, some these monies are just released. They will bring a contractor from Abuja <laughs> who doesn't know anything. They will give the person the job. The person then comes and starts looking for people who, you know, to sublet the thing to. And sometimes they don't even give it to the to, to the right people. Uh-huh. You understand me? That's but I, I know that all those peculiarities are still, you know, being worked on. Uh-huh. Uh, some of those things are still there. But again, Ted Fund has a very good structure where you cannot, you, once they give you the fund, once the fund has been allocated to your school, you have to also show evidence that you have used the money to do so, so, uh-huh. so, so project. If you don't, complicit. then of course, you don't have an opportunity to, to enjoy oh yes. further. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So for it's, it's a good thing. Uh, let's hope that uh, we are able to, you know, put in the necessary. Because I feel so strongly that if you are able to uh, fortify the level of, you know, growth and development okay. in the education sector, it will go a long way in helping our situation. A friend who just, am I sounding like a broken record? I made reference to this person last, you know, was it yesterday? I'm still going to make reference because the person just has a way to wow me every day. <laughs> in their in their library, in the in a school, in a university, in 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 the US, in the library, if a student does not have a laptop, you go to that place, you collect a laptop, you use it for the semester. If you're done with it for the semester, you, you return. return it. Wow. 
and uh, it's made you are facing and saying that I'm a Ghanaian and I can't. No, who is who is this Skywalker person? Is now? Where is he from? <laughs> you see, some of these things are so shocking, but shocking. again, they are not something that that is out of the blues. Idea. That they are not. It's, it's not something that is. That should be not, a big deal. I mean. Mm-hmm. God help us. All right, moving on now. Uh, after hearing from uh, the minister of um, you know of um, education right now, saying that uh, they have the manpower and equipment to protect schools, um, we saw an attack that occurred at the Nigeria's foremost military university, that's the Nigerian Defense Academy, Kaduna, uh, which was attacked yesterday, Tuesday, by bandits who um, sadly killed two officers and abducted one. Other, uh, based on the reports that we are getting at the moment, the military has, of course, confirmed this incident, or rather, the Defense Academy has confirmed this incident. And according to what they said, the um, security personnel, the uh, after the bandits, as we speak, ensuring that, uh, or rather, promising that they get them and they are brought to book. Esigon. Well, the minister, I don't know where he got that. I oh. you see. It's um, it's really sad, you know, that we decide to politicize things. Uh, the chief of army staff today is twenty fifth has released a statement that um, they are stretched. They are stretched. You get they are stretched, and now is this uh, new information? No. Have we been saying it? Yes, we've been saying it because it's glaring. But if you fail to accept, you know, I've said it here before, that, okay, one of the major steps that is necessary, for instance, to solving the problem is, first of all, accepting that there is a problem, and then identifying the extent and the scope of the problem. That will determine the brainstorming session that is necessary to deal with the problem, having appraised the problem as it should be, not leaving some out because for instance if you go to a doctor and you are not properly diagnosed that for mm-hmm. instance uh, they miss out a, a, a part and just give you a treatment for that part and the holistic picture is not seen you will still have issues even after going through treatment why because you were not properly diagnosed that's the essence so if we as and i've said it that it appears as if this this present administration this present administration actually does not want to accept the status quo. They don't want to agree. You will see now that with the statement that Chief of Army Staff has said, they will come out with some other statements to sound as if they agree with the Chief of Staff. But will they take actions? No. I know some people will be troubled that, ah, ah, these people had their infantry to attack at, um, attack uh, the Nigerian Defense Academy. See, it is not a big deal. I was schooled yesterday by the presidency or not being sentimental over issues. And I reminded myself that it's true. It's true that it's true not to be sentimental and emotional over issues. So it's not a big deal that they attacked NDA. They've attacked military formations all over the world. Mm-hmm. You understand? So let us not make one big mess out of it. And don't forget that Nigeria, we have, at least the federal government, we have a way of, you know, coping the negatives. Our own is, is negatives, you know. When you say, if we are not doing this, we are quick to say, after all, 
it happened in this place too. So, so what is the big deal? So let me let me follow them before the presidency comes. You know, let me align. You know, with the president's regular. See, it's not a big deal. It happens in Pakistan on a regular, in Afghanistan on a regular, Iraq on a regular, as an attack on in Chad, Cameroon on a regular. Is a normal thing. Uh, so, what's the big deal now that we have started in Nigeria? In fact, before now, we've had Boko Haram attack military formations in Nigeria. It's just that they've not gone to NDA before. Now they have decided to extend. And not just that they went there and killed officers, they abducted. Wow. And they are uh, calling for ransom. How is it a big deal? Is this strange? This is, this is where we are. So, let no one come and start saying that, ha, ha, ha. No, there's no ha, 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 ha. Let's drop every ah, is normal, and that, that is where we are. So let's just continue to flow with it. You understand, the chief of army staff. I don't know why he said it. I hope he will not be punished for this statement that he made because the minister has said that we have the capacity, mm. but the people that are on ground are saying that uh uh-uh, uh we don't. But the presidency has not spoken, so let's wait for the presidency to speak because the other time when twenty five Muslims okay. were killed allegedly, okay. somebody said that the president could not eat on top of the matter. Well, here we are. All right, coming to you, Sir Kay. Now, the statements made by the Minister of Police Affairs right now concerning the fact that uh, they have manpower and equipment to protect schools. Um, What do you have to say concerning the statement right now? For me, that statement is... I don't know what to make of it, but it sounds like someone that is not sensitive, that is not sincere... Somebody that is not objective. And for me, that doesn't allay what, I mean, the, the reality we are facing. It's just, I don't know, it's just trying to make, you know, make, make it sound as if it's insignificant. And we know it's a big deal, whether we like it or not. The see going is trying to say that. But the truth is that it's a, it's a big deal. Because not too long ago, just in front of the NDA, you know how many people were abducted there and ransom were being demanded. And then they have their country coming camouflage. And my question is, what happens to the CCTV? What happens to the sentry guards? What happened? I mean, you mean you mean guys will walk into army barracks in Akure here and just stroll in and stroll out? It, on it, it, it I mean, I mean now. if I mean I mean not in Japan State, not You are not in Nigeria. <laughs> That is it. Uh, you know, for, 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 for me, for me, for me, really, it just it just shows the reality of our insecurity, whether we like it or not, and whether we like it or not, they are they are winning because they are scoring the goals that are crucial. They are creating sensational, you know, they are creating the sensational news. It's like this. It's like imagine uh, our club here. What's it called now? Sunshine, Sunshine playing friendly with Real Madrid, and you, you just tune in in five minutes, and you're hearing that Sunshine has scored two goals, and then Real Madrid zero. You will not like to watch the, the concluding part of that match. You are wondering what happened here. You are likely to conclude that, wow, it's going to be a total mess. And that is what they are doing. Mm. They, are, they are basically showing the world that we don't have any security apparatus in place. And they are scoring at every angle, whether we like it or not, whether we are trying, somebody is trying to say that we have enough, they are rubbing it on our face. And for me, the first 24 to 72 hours is crucial. Whatever the NDA does in these next three days, okay. we show. That's not, in, in real sense, yes, you can be caught on our way, but what you do next as action by getting those hoodlums and then bringing them to book, 
shows your readiness and willingness to do the needful. If we fail to do that again, then we go back to status quo, which means everybody's life is is theirs to protect. This is simple as the statement of the chief of army staff. Forget about that. No, everybody. That means, please. No, sincerely. Protect your life. With the statement of the army staff. We don't have anybody to protect it. Why? You know, the, the day I was I was having this conversation here, and okay. you know, someone in the studio who is here now was laughing seriously. I was like, "What was wrong with this guy?" Uri, the surgical strike, an Indian-based movie, is based on what happened. Delta Force, based on what happened. Yeah. Benghazi 13, based on what happened. Based on Entebbe. Based on based on what happened. These are incidents that happened and the response of the state. And sometimes they, they back up the, the projection of these issues to let people know that, see, we have the capacity. It's part of propaganda. Yeah, it's part of it. So, like you said, what, what usually happens when this happens is that, eh, you will put there to do this, then we will. Mm. But, today's 25th, Chief of Army Staff is saying we don't have the means. Now, Forget it, Skywalker. Well, I, I will not. I will not want to paint that kind of picture because the truth is that you see. Again, I have always said it. What the chief of army staff said. Where is he saying it, and on what occasion is he making that statement? Because it's always good to also put in the right perspective so that we don't misinterpret. Okay. He was at a training college, uh, delivering a speech. And what he was saying, in essence, and that's why sometimes you see journalists, you don't trust, don't trust them. Oh, they have their own hidden agendas and their own narratives that they want to put out there. What the man said was that they are overstretched. In the midst of that situation, they also have very lean resources. So when you have these two, which is the obvious. The military has to begin to look at what other methods, okay. innovations okay. that we can put to bear yeah. in ensuring that in the midst of these two forces, we are still able to deliver. I love your argument. You understand me? If you, if you, if you look at the statements, you read the statements, you, you, you understand that that was what the chief of army staff you know, was trying to say. He was not saying that the military does not have what it takes to handle you know the situation that we are seeing or that we are having at the moment but the truth is that they are overstretched mm -hmm. and that is the truth because any small thing the so military. many cops in in Oshun state we pack soldiers and, and carry them there anything happens in bayasa soldiers boo this, the, the police are not being fully funded uh -huh. they are not well prepared to you know they are not properly placed to be at the forefront of some of these, you know, uh, disturbances. You know, I have said it. Is it not I am worried that you have military spread all over the oh. country. It's a very, for any politician, it's a very dangerous thing to do. It's not a good thing. Unless you want your career to, to, to stop. We may say that we have, you know, our democracy has reached a level whereby we will not have any coup or anything. Mm. Okay. You'll be shocked when it happens. Mm. Because you put them, you spread them everywhere Everywhere. around the country. The, the likelihood that that will happen is very, very high. So, but if you look at what happened in that, you know, uh, NDA, I'm not sure anybody should really be be, be surprised. Okay. Because these people have, they have shown us just, just opposite to that place. Because uh -huh. I, I know, you see that area? Uh -huh. I, I sabi the area where we're. 
that's a place that I have I have stayed for quite a while. All right. It is in the city center. And then from Mando to the airport road to Kau- in fact Kau- division one of the Nigerian army is just in Kawu there. Yeah, yeah. It's just ten minutes or fifteen minutes drive to 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 where this thing happened. So why did we have the kind of reinforcement that would have you know helped in at least getting them before or when the thing was happening? Why didn't we get something? You know, so All right. it, it, questions, questions, questions. Let's hope that. By tomorrow, we get more details. Okay, this is the much you can take on trading issues for today. And to also let you know that you can get to listen to trading issues once again via podcast. All you have to do is search Futa Radio Podcast and get to listen to your favorite shows of Futa Radio uh, over there via podcast. And do well to join us again same time tomorrow right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. I am Jude in Nobime. Thanks for listening. Futa Radio.